The Hawks' win streak comes to an end versus the Clippers, but not without a fight. We'll talk about it right here, right now, on the Hawks Beat Podcast. Let's go. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander, he's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston, I'm Jack Dempsey, there's no one like me. I'm from their claws, there's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious. I want your heart, I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub, taking you on another journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. And tonight, the end of the four-game win streak comes to an end as the Hawks fall to the Clippers 149-144. to a game full of buckets. <laughs> game full of buckets. Almost 300 points scored tonight. But, uh, yeah, we'll give you more more general takeaways later on in the podcast. But uh, welcome into the podcast. If this is your first time uh, joining us, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, a big part of what we do is on social media. So we invite you to connect with us. On our social media platforms, like we say at the beginning of each and every podcast, we would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star rating. That would really help us out. And furthermore, I know we're asking a lot of you. I know we're asking a lot of you, and you're just tuning in, and you're just like, just get on with the podcast. I get it. I got to do this every podcast, though. Got to do it every podcast. But I have to... I have to make mention of something. I got to make mention of something. Um, I'm always asking you guys to rate the podcast and subscribe to the podcast. I want to shout out the latest review for our podcast. Um, I don't think the person left the name, but they left a, uh, they left us a five-star rating. They said it is a must-listen, and they said, My go-to after each game, tough season made better by Edub. I really appreciate this rating, man. I really appreciate you for leaving this uh, for leaving this rating on uh, Apple Podcast, and uh, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. So, if you are listening to this on Apple Podcast, take some time out and shoot your boy a five star rating. We would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And if you do, I'll read it on the air. I'll read it on the air. But tonight we got to talk about a Hawks loss. To the Clippers, but I will say this, man. This isn't this. All losses aren't the same, and all wins aren't the same, right? So, um, I don't. I don't like to say this is a good loss because no one likes to. No one likes to lose, you know. But I mean, it, clearly the Clippers are a better team. <laughs> They're clearly a better team. This team is so damn stacked. They're stacked at every position. They are so deep. You have a bench unit of guys, Daniel Theus, Russell Westbrook, Norm Powell, and they got P.J. Tucker just sitting on ice 
who's not even getting any playing time. They got Bones Highland on the bench just not getting any playing time. That's how talented this team is, man. So for the Hawks to compete with this team as well as they did, um, I, I would say that is a plus. That is a plus. Where's that coming from? Cut that out. Um, let's not waste any time, man. Let's get into it. A few particulars before the game tonight. Um, Trey Young was named Eastern Conference Player of the Week. So shout out to Trey. You know, round of applause to Mans. Had a very good week. Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Not bad for someone who didn't make the All-Star team. <laughs> I wish you could see. You, you had to see my face in order to hear that expression. But, uh, yeah, very good week for Trey. And uh, shout out to him for getting the Eastern Conference Player of the Week. And um, so, yeah. So going into tonight's game, the Clippers were three-point favorites. Uh, even though this is the second game of a back-to-back -back last night, uh, they won in Miami. I watched that team. And I was like, yo, um, this Clippers team's pretty good. <laughs> like, they're pretty good. You know what I mean? Like, they're just really good at the game of basketball. And here's the thing about it. And I was watching them play against Miami last night. And last night, the shots weren't necessarily falling for the Clippers. But they have the ability with guys like Paul George and guys like Kawhi Leonard, Russell Westbrook, to turn their game to like another level just defensively, even if the shots aren't falling. And it just it just gives them a different dynamic. They have won nine out of their last ten. They're on a four-game winning streak after tonight, of course. And this is probably one of the better teams in the entire NBA, not just the Western Conference. Um, right now, they are a half a game out of first place in the West. This is a serious ball club. And, and I say that. To give it some perspective on how well the Hawks played tonight. This isn't chop liver, right? Like, this isn't just a team that was, you know, and, and they were full. Like, they were, like, everybody played. <laughs> like, they didn't come in here with no injuries. Nobody took the night off. Like, they was full strength. And they barely won by five points. So, um, that should give you a little bit of, um, you know, a glass half full in, in, in spite of the loss. I'll just say that, right? Um, going into the game, the Hawks were a little shorthanded without Clint. So, Onyeka was going to get the start, obviously. And we're going to see some of our guy, Bruno. We're going to see some of our guy, Bruno. I'll talk about Bruno in just a moment. But um, no Clint Capella tonight. Sadiq, Sadiq Bay returned. Um, if you do remember the other night against Golden State, he rolled his ankle. Um, so it was good to see him back. And DeAndre Hunter was available. And boy, was he ever. I mean, listen, DeAndre had a night tonight. And, and we'll talk a little bit about DeAndre Hunter as well. But um, just talking about the particulars, you know, the Clippers on the back-to-back. -back, and, uh, you know, it was time to get started. During the um, – one more thing before I get into my notes – I think it was around the second quarter. Trey uh, achieved a, a milestone, man. He, he passes Mookie Blaylock. 
my guy Mookie. Like, I was a huge Mookie, Mookie Blaylock guy. Some of y'all are too young to remember Mookie Blaylock. Mookie was that dude. You hear what I'm saying? He was that dude. Um, passes Mookie Blaylock to move into second on the Hawks' all-time assist leaderboard. So, shout out to Trey. little round of applause. You know, passing another former Oklahoma guard. And uh, he, Trey is now second on the Hawks' all-time uh, as far as assist is concerned. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Out the gate, the Clippers really jumped on the Hawks, and I was like, oh boy, this might be one of those nights. But one thing that is true throughout this whole game was that this Hawks team, they were scrapping. They were scrapping the whole game. Like every quarter, they just had this scrap in them. Every time Clippers would would would, would uh, deliver a punch, Hawks had one counter, and it just seemed for a good amount of the game, the Hawks were playing kind of catch up because the Clippers were just obviously the more talented team. But I thought the Hawks may—I don't want to say the Hawks may have played harder. But the Clippers were the most more talented team. But I thought the Hawks maybe got more out of their players. Take with take that what you will. You know what I mean? But they were just a scrappy team. Early on, we saw some uh, <laughs> some of our guy Bruno didn't really start well. But let me give Bruno some flowers. Bruno didn't start the game very well. Actually, he didn't start the game good at all. <laughs> he had two missed bunnies. He had a floater that looked, it, it, it didn't look good, man. It didn't look good. And and I said this, I'm going to go to bat for my guy. He looked nervous. He looked like a guy that was, and I think Kevin said this. I think Kevin tweeted this, my guy, Kevin Chouinard. I think he said Bruno looks like a guy that's like kind of waiting for his moment and just has like that nervous energy. That was the feel I got from him tonight, you know. I think as the game went on, he settled in. I still like Bruno as a third center, but there is a reason why he is the third center. I'll just leave it at that, right? Um, Hawks managed to make a game out of it in the first quarter, even though um, the Clippers jumped on the uh, jumped on them rather early. I thought they did a good job of fighting back, a good job of just remaining poised, you know. Um, although the Clippers outscored the Hawks 37-28 in that first quarter, I still had a good feeling about it. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know why. Like, I think it was because the Clippers were shooting so insanely good. <laughs> they were 6 of 9 from 3 in the first quarter, shooting 66%. And I just was like, there's no way they can keep that clip up, right? They're shooting 66% from the field and from three. And so I just kind of knew like the ebb and flow. I've seen a lot of basketball. I knew the ebb and flow of the game that they weren't going to keep that up. 
There was no way they were going to keep that up. And they came down to earth in that second quarter. Um, second quarter, I thought the Hawks really just stood pat. And they just stuck to what they were. They stuck to uh, their guns. I thought they stuck to their guns. And there was no one that really showed out for the Hawks in the second quarter. But I thought collectively, and again, Hawks basketball is at its best when the collective, when the collective gets moving. Nobody had double figures in the second quarter. Let me say that again. Nobody from the Hawks had double figures scoring in the second quarter, but they outscored the Clips 38 to 29. I thought they were more active. I thought the defense got better, and I thought they were really, really scrappy. Crazy play before the end of the half, right? Um, Trey does a great job to finish the quarter. They go in, into the half, tie it up. I think Trey gets a bucket. Then they get a quick stop, and they get another shot. Uh, going into the halftime tied up. I thought they had a little momentum. And then you have that all-important third quarter. <laughs> all-important third quarter. And I thought the third quarter was very reminiscent. Of the first half, a lot of scrap, a lot of scrap from the Hawks, right? Um, Hawks evidently, I mean, they eventually lose the quarter 36 to 35. However, however, I thought they played an amazing third quarter. I would say amazing, man, because like the Clippers can overwhelm you. They can overwhelm you. They do so many things good. They were running that 1-5 pick and roll. And James Harden was matched up on Onyeka. He was matched up on Bruno Fernando all night long, it seemed. <laughs> all night long. Uh, like Lionel Richie, man. And every time Harden was lined up against Bruno or, or Onyeka, I was just I was almost screaming from press row. I'm like, yo, get that man some help. <laughs> get that man some help. He's barbecue chicken out there with James Harden at the top of the key. But I thought the Hawks did a really good job asserting themselves in the third quarter. And let me stop here. Let me stop to give DeAndre Hunter some flowers. Third quarter, DeAndre Hunter has 11 points. But I thought DeAndre Hunter had a great game. Not a good game. I thought he had a great game. 18 minutes, I think he's still on minutes restriction, 27 points, 7 rebounds, and he was a plus 3 and a plus minus, 10 of 12 shooting, 3 of 5 from beyond the arc. DeAndre Hunter is still a good basketball player. And I remember before he got hurt, there was a lot of talk about DeAndre Hunter. There's still a lot of talk about DeAndre Hunter. Got to get rid of him, this, that, and the other. Feel how you want to feel. And I will say this. The only problem people have with DeAndre Hunter is not so much his game because he's had a good season as far if you just look at the numbers, if you just look at how he's played. He's had a good season. The main problem people have with DeAndre Hunter is, number one, they don't like how much money he's making. And number two, they don't like the fact that he was drafted so high and he hasn't really lived up to what he was promised to be. And so that's what people have a problem with. But he's still a 6'8", 6'9", 3 and D guy that can 
guard guys like Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and even though they still got theirs, he made it difficult for them. I thought he did good on both sides of the ball tonight. Like if you wanted to give a game ball, and I know you don't give game balls when you lose, but if you wanted to give a game ball to DeAndre, I wouldn't be mad at you. Would not be mad at you. So, that was my little diatribe on DeAndre Hunter. I had to give him start to stop and give him some flowers. Because DeAndre Hunter's been dragged through the mud a lot. You know, his name's still on some trade rumors. And we'll talk about uh, what the Hawks may or may not do when I finish these notes. But uh, I just wanted to stop and give DeAndre Hunter uh, a flower or two. Third quarter, again, uh, Hawks had three guys in double figures in that quarter, man. Uh, it was just a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. Again, I think that DeAndre Hunter was kind of like leading the way, but Trey had 11, and Anyeka had had 10 points in the quarter as well. Uh, Inyaka, I thought Anyeka got better as, as the game went along. Um in the first, I thought he was kind of feeling feeling the game out a little bit. But as the game went on, I thought he got better. thought he got much better. Third quarter was a scrap. And they were only one point better than the Hawks. And so you're going into the fourth quarter. You don't have a colossal meltdown like you have been having in these third quarters. One thing about the Hawks. During this win streak or during this homestand, the Hawks have been doing a great job of not giving up the booty. In the third quarter. <laughs> Let me say that again. During this home strand. And, and I, I, I would love to see the stats. And maybe Brad will say to talk to talk about the stats on, on his podcast. But uh, third quarter scoring has been much better these last six games while they are at home. Much better. Much, 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 much better. But. You're going into the half. I mean, you're going into the final quarter. You're only down by one point against a team like the Clippers. Like, I don't think you understand how good this team is, man. Like, <laughs> you look at these guys. They're starters. You got Terrence Mann, James Harden, PG, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Mason Plumley. Then you got Russ Brook. You got Westbrook, Daniel Theus. I don't know if it's Theus or Thias. I don't know. I think it's Theus. Norman Powell, Amir Coffey coming off your bench. Guys who could be starters anywhere else in the league. Like, they're deep. <laughs> they are deep, man. But I thought the Hawks bowed up, man. Like, they weren't scared. They went into it. They scrapped with them. And uh, it was a very good game, man. I will say this. It wasn't Jalen Johnson's best night. <laughs> it wasn't his best night, man. Uh, I, I said several times, I hope that he that he has a strong fourth quarter. I hope he's able to finish strong. But look, bro, sometimes it just ain't your night. And that's all right. Like, if this is not your night, it just, it just wasn't his night tonight. I think if the Hawks get anything from Jalen Johnson, they win this game. Anything. But they didn't. <laughs> they didn't. I mean, Jalen wasn't good at all tonight, man. He missed bunnies. He just, it just wasn't his night, and that's fine. Like you play eighty-two games, you're gonna have nights like that, especially as young players. Um, I did make a mention that um, in that third quarter that DeAndre Hunter had some good minutes. I talked about Bruno a little bit. Said he's getting better as the game went on, and the Hawks finally, um, after going back and forth, finally grab a lead in that third quarter. And I think in every quarter, I wrote down this. 
these hawks are scrappy. <laughs> like they were scrapping, man. Like, and you just love to see it. As a fan, you love to see it. Even Sadiq Bay, like Sadiq Bay, who has been in a horrible, horrible shooting slump, hits a huge three with like two and a half minutes left. And it was just, I mean, that's just a testament to scrap. You know what I mean? Like scrapping. You know, no one's going to tell Sadiq Bay to stop shooting. You don't get out of shooting slumps by not shooting the ball. And in the fourth quarter, Sadiq Bay was three for three, made both of his three pointers, and he made his free throw. You know, so you got to respect that. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he he's slumping, but he's still shooting, and I respect that. I respect that. Fourth quarter, it's a lot of back and forth, and I'm gonna tell you what, the game came down to this: Dejounte Murray, he got going in that tw- in that fourth quarter, like he has been doing as of late. But that daggone Kawhi Leonard. Goodness gracious. Good Lord Almighty. Woo-hoo-hoo. That boy. Kawhi Leonard. That boy is bad, man. And I'm not even going to hold you and pretend like he wasn't bad. And I'm not even going to hold you and say the Hawks wasn't even playing good D on my guy. Kawhi was just that dude tonight, man. Like, it, like sometimes it's just a matter of you having a guy like Kawhi Leonard and the other team not having a guy like Kawhi Leonard. He is that freaking good. He's that good, man. Like, I, you got to just give him his props. 13 points in the quarter. I thought basically the Hawks just ran out of time. I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't think that they got a lot of stops when they needed to down the stretch. And they just ran out of time. Kawhi just made play after play after play. And the Hawks, they fought to the very end, man. Even like Bogey hit like a corner catch and shoot three, like under a minute. They cut it down to three. Like it was the, like they fought to the very end. So like as a Hawks fan, got to applaud these guys. You got to applaud their effort. But the difference tonight for me it was Kawhi Leonard, man. Kawhi Leonard, you just got to tip your cap, bro. Tip your cap. 36 points, 5 assists, 13 to 20 shooting. Plays on both sides of the ball. Um, and then <laughs> the crazy part, as good as Kawhi Leonard was, you got James Harden dropping 30 points, 10 assists, and eight rebounds, just as a oh, and uh, and also I'm just gonna drop this. Clippers are good, bro. Clippers are good, but the Hawks. If you are a Hawks fan, you have to be excited or pleased with this home stand. Four and two in the home stand. Good wins against the Lakers, the Warriors. Like, you have some good wins on this homestand. Toronto, Phoenix, good wins, 4-2. And, and you just got to tip your cap, man. Tip your, tip your cap to the Hawks for a very, very good uh, homestand where you went 4-2. and two. All right, so just a few brief takeaways as we um, bring this thing to a close. Um. Trade deadline is still approaching, still approaching. I I spoke with a uh, a national writer tonight, a very prominent national writer. I won't divulge his name, but he's very plugged in, 
much so more than I am. <laughs> and I didn't ask him about the Hawks per se, but I did ask him about DeJounte Murray. He is somebody that I trust. He is somebody that I that has been in this business for well over 30 years. Very, very connected. And I asked him about the Hawks' likelihood of moving DeJounte. And he said that if I were to put it on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the highest, he said I would put it at about a 3. He said I would put it at about a 3. So the thing about it is, it sometimes it's hard to make a, a big trade at the deadline. He said it's just easier to do in the offseason. If you're going to move someone, someone like that, it's easier to do in the offseason. And if he said if the Hawks would have want if they, if they were going to trade DeJounte, they would have done it already. The fact that they haven't means they haven't got what they've wanted or searched for in return, which isn't that bad. So I'm, I'm like this. If you're not going to get what you want, then there's no reason to really force a move. You know, sometimes being patient is the best move. Now, as far as any auxiliary moves like Clint or DeAndre or Bogey, I don't know, or Adrian Griffin, I don't know. I think they may make a a smaller move possibly, but I trust his his, uh, perspective. Let me just say that, all right? I trust his perspective. And, uh, you know, he could be wrong, of course, but I trust his perspective and, uh, We'll just have to wait and see what February 8th holds, man. Uh, we, I think we will have a trade deadline podcast that day. If something happens, if it doesn't, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we might tap in. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I think that is about it. As far as, let me tell you where the Hawks go from here. So now, um, after tonight's game, they had the six-game roadie. They head to Boston. So they take on Boston on the on Wednesday, then they head over to Philly to take on Philly, uh, the 76ers on Friday, who will be without Joel Embiid for a little while, and then they are back home Saturday versus the Houston Rockets. Speaking of the Rockets, Mario Ellie was in the building. Some of you old school folks may remember Mario Ellie, just a, a sharp shooter. You know what I mean? You may remember him with the kiss of death. Uh, he was in the building tonight. I, I, I said I was going to go up and speak to him, but I didn't. Uh, shout out to Mario Elliott. I think he was here scouting for the Rockets. But, uh, yeah, it was good seeing old guy, man. Good seeing dude. But, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to put a bow in this podcast. And I appreciate you guys for checking this out. If you're still listening, I appreciate all of you guys, all your support, your retweets, your shares, and all of that. And I appreciate your ratings (laughs) go by apple podcast and give us a rating and subscribe to the podcast thank you very much we love you guys man we love y'all like we always say god is good all time and all time god is good so if you don't know him you need to find him show him some love because that is all he is showing you l-o-b-e love we out peace Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.